Oh, okay. Damn, I'm glad I checked. There you go. Okay. <clears throat> good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you may be listening to this podcast. We are the Better Than You pod coming to you on another week. Give you some information. Give you the news. We're giving it to you. Seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine. Nah, we stop. <laughs> Let's go what's around the room. Man? Let's go around the room real quick. And what's good? Jump it off with Ant today. Vegas, um, Vegas, Vegas, Ant. Oh, Ant sound hold up. <laughs> Ant, you good? Yeah, V.I. Looks tired. Oh, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> and we're on the jail phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right. Seven second delay. Joe, what's good? Nah, nah, man. Chilling. Another day. Another podcast. Happy to be here. All right. B, what's happening? Man, I'm exhausted. Ain't gonna lie. I'm tired. Yeah, I, could, I, I feel antsy on that shit. Wait, yeah, I'm tired man. of shit, too. But yo, this will be a short have- one. Yeah, let me just ask real quick. Is everybody still? I don't know. Aunt, what is your um? Are you still on leave or are you still no HIPAA violation? But you know, are you still are you still are you um working from home or what's the situation? Nah, I'm just on leave for now. I'll, I'll probably be back in like a couple of weeks, but I'm just trying to just make sure I get as right as possible before I get back in there. Okay, that's what's up, Joe. Wow. You still you still working from the crib? Um, yeah, we're not supposed to go back on the base until August 13th, so I got a little less than two months. All right, and I know, B, I know you, the way you got your yeah. situation beautiful, you work yeah. from the crib. I'm still yeah, working yeah. from the crib. They basically told me, it was like, yo, if you don't want to come back for the rest of the year, whatever, so. Word. I'm taking, yeah, I'm taking mm. advantage of it and stuff like that, uh, so life, life is good right now, life is good right now. Um, unfortunately, we're going to have to start this pod off on a, another sad moment. Uh, on Sunday, June 12th. We will say his name plenty of times throughout this podcast, but we'll start it off right now. Friday. They show, <clears throat> for, oh, oh, June 12th was Friday. My bad. I'm sorry. June 12th. Got my days mixed up. Friday, June 12th. Uh, late in the evening at a Wendy's in Atlanta, Rayshard Brooks was shot and killed by uh, officers as he was initially sleeping in his car. Um, I didn't get the exact details I'll break of, the who, shit, of, who call, of who called the 911, but you go ahead, Bert Joe. Yeah, man. The Wendy's check. Oh, yeah, the Wendy's pretty, called yeah okay. I was just going to say it. There you go. That's it. <laughs> okay. Uh, 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 Wendy's, uh, one of the Wendy's workers called that there was a car parked in the parking lot in which the police did approach it. The video well, was out there. Uh, well, do, uh, I mean, the lead story was that um, the brother, Mr. Brooks, he uh, was uh, passed out in his uh, car in the drive-through line, line or whatever. So he was kind of holding up the the drive-through line, or whatever. You know, late night Wendy's right, running late shit. Late night Wendy's know? running shit after the club. You know, things are always passed out there. You know what I mean? But they, yeah. I guess, instead of having somebody in there like, you know, go be like, oh, bang on the move, door, bang on the window. Yeah. yeah. They called the police, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know what type of area it was, so maybe they felt, you know, be safe in doing that. On that yeah. So, yeah, but, yeah, so. They didn't need to call the police. They didn't need to, but I had, I had a convo with a friend of mine who said that if it was only, like, chicks in there, maybe they ain't feel comfortable going outside on the late night to check on the car, some shit like that, but, I mean, it That's is. That's my first thought. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't, well, oh, go ahead, Joe. 
Yeah, my, my whole shit was like, I mean, I'm assuming that there was more than just one person there, like a dude could have went out there. But, I mean, we, that, all, all that shit is shooting too much bail to the fucking Right, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I don't blame the people for, for any, the Wendy's workers. Like, that, yeah. it's not on them. Yeah. Actually, right. if, if you want to keep it funky. Hello? Mm-hmm. Oh, my fat. Like what I what I was gonna say is, yo, if you if you want to keep it funky, like they um everything went right. Even the police officers started off. It was going right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they started off right, but they. I mean, dude, asked, he said, "My sister lives right there. I could just go across the street and right. I'll be home. I won't drive, right?" And then, or he said, "Well, I could just walk to my house, which is ten minutes that way." I still will not drive. I don't want to be in violation of any rules. Right. So I don't understand what the deal was where the officer, after he checked him out and there was nothing, there was nothing wrong except for the fact that he was drunk. I mean, at the, at the most officers could have dropped him off at the house. At the least they could have let him walk home. You know what I mean? But none which is of, not uncommon. Which is not even uncommon. If, which is not uncommon, man. Like, I went to college. I've seen it happen a lot of times. I, listen, man, I've talked to officers that told me stories about chicks um, in, in the college that I went to. And it was like, yeah, there's one chick. I let her uh, walk home. And then he said, we watched her walk home. Like, they, they followed her in the car. And then they waited to, um, till she got to the door. And she said she was having a hard time. She couldn't get through the door. She was fumbling and shit like that. Like, and stumbling. And they turned the lights on for her. Like, uh, you know, they shine that spotlight on her and then yeah. she opened up the door like and they had like, you know, they just thought that was the most hilarious thing in the world. That's what, you know, me, I, some police officer told me that shit like like shit happens like that all the fucking time. But let's just say that these, these cops wanted to be a jerk. Right. And mm-hmm. still wanted to arrest him. OK, fine. You know what I mean? Fine. You're arresting him. You're putting him in thing. Right. Then he scuffles and breaks loose. And then you need to then rearrest them or attack them or, t- or tackle him, right? All of that is fine. What is when it stopped being fine is when a person who's running away from you gets shot in the, in the back, back. Uh-huh. and yeah, and they pull out their gun. We're in a Wendy's parking lot that Joe just said is kind of cool. Like we saw the video. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is a populated. They were shooting in a populated area at a moving target that's running away from them. With so they said, a... I'm not going to run. I mean, yeah, and he's drunk. He's stumbling. He is not moving fast. It, none of that made sense at all. Yeah, I mean, none at this point, sense. everybody at this point, everybody knows um, the story, you know, Rashad Brooks. Brother passed out in the fucking Wendy's drive-through. Cops get called. Cops have a 20-minute civil conversation with him. At the end of the conversation, instead of just letting this man go or driving him home or doing whatever, they go to arrest the man. The man like, fuck this. He drunk. He ain't getting arrested day for a daughter's birthday. He have a little scuff with the police. He get one of their tasers. Then he he stumbles off on some drunk shit and right. turns around and like way afraid, way far away from these niggas. Shoot off the little taser shit, you know what I'm saying? In a comical fashion, and the fucking police. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say <laughs> that shit was comical. If you it knew was this funny. nigga had, 
You yes, if it this this should have been on some America's funniest home video shit, that dude yeah. shoot that shit, then he falls and trips, then you go arrest his ass, or you have mercy on him. And like, you like bring him in and have his people come get him that night. I don't know the laws and shit, but I done picked up niggas yeah. at night, you know, not over the weekend and shit. They come get him and that's that he home and he's alive. You know what I'm saying? And it's a fucking joke. He got a story. Maybe they take his license. This man is dead. And the police, for one, they bitches because they couldn't restrain the motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? There's two of you, one of him. It's your fault the motherfucker even got free. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Y'all fucking should be, instead of just being at the fucking <laughs> Range practicing your aim, nigga. Y'all should be in the gym so you can subdue a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? So or you catch him, catch a drunk stumbling man while they're running. There was bad police yeah. force. I mean, that's the whole thing. And, and the shit is, it's like the shit is fucking sad. You know what I'm saying? This man had a 20 plus minute conversation with these folks. They knew his story. A comical one at that, and it was com- like it was something that yeah. you, they would go back to the office and be like, "Yo, you ain't gonna believe what happened tonight." Yeah. And all they had to do was be some good dudes that night. Yo, we caught this drunk ass nigga that fell asleep in the Wendy's. We would have brought his ass in, but it's his daughter's birthday tomorrow. We was like, fuck that. Park this car. Y'all could have told it if you want, you know, give him some fees or some shit. We parked the same car, dropped yeah. him off in the sister house and shit. And that was that. You know what I'm saying? Like, Joe's they, right, man. It, I, I mean, they could have even gave him an ordinance an or, uh, mm-hmm. for being drunk Citation. in public. Yeah. Then, yeah, then towed his car and had yeah. even escorted him home. Like, they, I mean, they could have did all of that shit. If they really wanted to fuck up his night, they could have did all of that shit. They didn't want to do that. That's the shit, man. You spent this much time talking with dude realize his whole little situation he had too many you know what i'm saying yeah he on his way home or wherever the fuck he's on his way to be stopping for wendy so that's usually like the last stuff where you go home and some shit well he was <laughs> he, he had said it he was going he went he was hungry mm-hmm. so he was gonna go bring some food back to his girl he had just mm-hmm. called her and asked her what she wanted and i guess mm-hmm. that's when this fool behind fell asleep i mean everything he did right. was a little bit was a little bit ridiculous too. Yeah. Like I, I wish somebody would have, I, I wish somebody would would have talked to him when he was younger, or some shit like that about mm-hmm. about um the things you need to tell the police. Like he could have refused the breathalyzer if he wanted to. He didn't yeah, have to yeah. really say a lot of that shit. Well, I mean, you refuse the breathalyzer, and I know they give you a ticket for refusing it, the and they'll still give you the DUI shit. Remember when they tried to jam me up? By a cop telling me to refuse a breathalyzer, and he gave me a couple extra tickets, but I beat that shit. But yeah, man, all this shit come down to is, man, this nigga, this nigga got shot in the back for no fucking reason, yeah. and and and, it, and it's and it's so ill because you talk to this man, you know what I'm saying? Three, I just want to say, you, Joe, three times in the back, three times, Go three times. You talk to this man. You probably found this man to be likable yeah. in your conversation. And just because he get the better of you in the scuffle when you decided after this long conversation that you wanted to take this man in, you know what I'm saying? And instead of just doing your job chasing this motherfucker down or the next day or the fucking later that day going to either his house or his family house because you got the motherfucker's car. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You got his info. Mm-hmm. All he got is a taser. You think he's about to go kill a thousand niggas with a taser? You know what I'm saying? Man, like, listen. A taser that he discharged that was no longer even, no matter if they even want to call it a weapon or not, there was only one charge in it. Once yeah. he let the charge go, it went nowhere. 
there was no reason to use to pull out your gun. Go ahead, B. I mean, the wildest thing about this to me is that the police cannot stop police brutalitying during these police brutality marches and protests. You know what I mean? Like, like the spotlight is on them and they just still can't help it. They're this is literally the, out here proving the, the point. This is literally like, I swear this has to be literally the only time in the history of America. Fuck, uh, not fuck Eric Garner, but fuck that whole situation. Motherfuckers are still with him. This is the biggest shit ever after this George Floyd thing. You know what I'm saying? Man, the man, rest in peace. And all you got to do is just protect your job. And if you, even for self-preservation, not even because you care. You know what I'm saying? Just because, yo, just, just you can't lay, you can't be like on the, you can't lay low. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can't you know what? act so, like, yo. So I, I was listening, I, I was um listening to uh, Dick Gregory. It, it wasn't recent. It was from like four, about four years ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. I was listening to it um yesterday or a couple of days ago. And um he, he said, you got to incentivize the police and, you know, offer them things. And what he says, it said, he said, what did he say? He said, um, first off, make them all get insurance. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. or for um, for if they do, do discharge their guns, you know, what I mean, they 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 could possibly lose their their job. Almost and, like malpractice or something. Like that. Yeah, like malpractice. And he said, um, what did he say? And he said, give their children free tuition so that if they do lose their job. Like, do you care? Uh, do you hate me more than you love your children? You know what I mean? So if they do lose their job, then they lose something like that. Now, all cops don't have kids, so there's holes in the argument. But, like, I think, like, it, I understood the path. I like the path he was going on where you're incentivizing um, police officers more um, to, to, like, not hate. Yeah. You know what I mean? To fight against it's their like, better evils. It's just, yeah, I mean, it's like... Trick the motherfuckers into doing right, or get they like give them their to do right. You damn near have to. We're in a gun mm-hmm. culture in a gun country with, and, and you mm-hmm. you give people guns, mm-hmm. and they don't even have to be, they don't have to train as much as anybody else who we care about. Like literally everybody else who we actually care about, and we need we need something from. Like we need them to train for a long period of time. What do police train for? Like eight weeks or some shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then sure. go outside yep. and have a gun. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's 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 a little bit different. And so yeah, we got to trick them into this shit. Yeah, it's like yo, so you want to lose your livelihood over a nigga? Like or shoot some niggas? No, fuck that. But go ahead, Alex. Yeah, I was gonna say. So let's just update the story because it is kind of uh just about a week old. Well, I'm sorry, four days old. Uh, as of today, actually, the now-fired Atlanta police officer, Garrett Wolf, which is a police officer's name, faces felony murder charges for fatally shooting Rashard Brooks. Uh, and what I, I said, three hit him. Two hit him. One actually entered the, the back of another car that was in line, going to the point where you, Joe, were saying that it was not... Not necessarily that people outside, but you mm-hmm. have a bunch of cars that are in line. Yeah. You know, so you could have injured other people. So two did hit Brooks, killing him, and one entered another car. Thankfully, no one was injured. Yeah, they charged him with that, too. Yeah. So he's uh, hit with 11 charges, um, and two of which is Brooks and I just spoke about, the one that hit the car. Uh, and also, they also charged the other officer with aggravated assault, which I think is going to get dropped. Because I, to be honest, and 
you know, I don't I didn't see anything that he did wrong in the first place because all he did was try to subdue him. Law, outside of losing, you know, the ability to detain him, he just chased after him. But he's being charged with aggravated assault, which I can. Oh yeah, he, I can, yeah he's, he's gonna just, beat that. Well, yeah, that's. I think that was just part of that. He'll beat that. But if it's part of the case, you know, what I'm saying it'll right, be yeah. easier to get that yeah. out of it. I mean, yeah. yo, honestly, man, I look at the charges and I, and uh, I was watching the press conference, and I mean, uh, you know, shout out to uh, the district attorney out there. Um, what was the brother's name? name? Uh, Paul Howard. Uh, Yep, Paul Howard. Yeah, yep. shout out to him. And um, I mean, they they hit they hit they hit that cop with all with all the charges. I mean, they hit him with the felony murder, uh, the felony being uh, one of those five counts of aggravated assault, um, the four counts of uh, violation of the oath of office, and the one count for the uh, criminal damage to property. I guess that's for the rent for the uh, the shot that didn't hit the brother. Um, I, I feel the charges. I like the charges. I would love if them shit stuck. But I kind of wonder uh, how, you know, this shit will look like in trial or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or so hopefully, it just, I, I think they might maybe just plead it out because. Um, oh, they're gonna plead that, it out. That would be. Yeah, yeah, he, he should. one hundred percent. Yeah, that he was should one hundred percent. I mean, that was some foul shit, but felony murder. I don't know if that's a first degree or a second degree charge. I in was looking that. I was looking that up too. I could not. I, just but didn't I have think the time it's first. I it. think it's first degree, and I know they had a death penalty. So uh, they that that man is eligible for the death penalty with felony murder in Georgia. Uh, yeah. That wasn't the case in the Minnesota with um with a uh, dude because they don't have a death penalty. George Floyd. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, it, this see, I, I love how uh, the district attorney he broke down like the case law why he flighted this. Uh, yeah these uh charges and stuff but it seemed i don't want to say it seemed heavy-handed i just hope that um they get as much out of this they, as they can you know what i'm saying well what yeah. i'll say about that the, the idea of it being heavy-handed is man sometimes you got to make an example you know during the crack yes. ep- epidemic you know what i mean they was like all right well you could have this cocaine you could have all of it but you have a little rock and you go into jail for seven years, shit like that. Like sometimes during certain times of periods, they've shown themselves to be heavy handed. I don't give a fuck if they're heavy handed this yeah. time because that's the that's the status that they live by. Those the rules right. they live by. I do want to shout. I do want to shout. I've been. I know I've been telling you on the group chat. One of my boys, who is um a lawyer, who was a, in in Atlanta. He's a he actually left one mm-hmm. firm to start his own firm, and their firm is called Stewart Trial Attorneys. He his firm is uh, the lawyers for I cannot think of George Floyd's daughter. They're representing her in the wrongful death of her father. I'm sorry, I forgot mm. the, the the young uh, girl's name. They also represented the uh, two Atlanta teens who were driving down wherever they were going home after curfew and they got maced. And the other one got tased. They're representing them as well. And they are also representing the Rayshard Brooks family as well. Uh, black firm, they all got together. They were all offered partnerships at the respective firms they were at. They decided to decline. All came together to start their own firm, uh, based out of Atlanta. But they are, they, they have a, they're growing firm. They just started in January, and they got basically three of the biggest cases this year. That they're rep- in terms of representing the family. So they'll, he'll, he's a person that'll be working hand in hand with um, uh, the DA and stuff like that. If you guys, I know a lot of people watch that. What's his name? MSNBC. That guy Ari. Yeah, he was on. He's been on Ari a couple of times already. And I suspect he'll be on there a couple of times. Most. I just want to shout out my man, um, Justin Miller and all his um, 
attorneys that he has at his uh, at his firm because they they busy and they doing they already in the middle of basically the biggest cases that'll be of at least my kid's lifetime and things like that and I, and they are well I can speak for him he's he's an excellent uh, lawyer out there um, over the weekend on Friday I believe we woke up to a surprise uh, Dave Chappelle I won't call it a special because you could tell he was still working it out by looking in the book but a quick half hour special that was really dedicated to everything that's happening right now. And it's called eight, eight forty six. obviously representation of the eight minutes and 46 seconds in which, uh, that clown nailed on George, George Floyd's neck, uh, killing that killer rather and killing George Floyd, nailing on his neck for eight yeah. minutes and 40 seconds, uh, 46 seconds. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna start with Ant on this one. Cause I know he was kind of the first one I saw that was really on it before I even yeah. could get the, the shit out my eye. And it was like, yo, they yeah. put something out and it was free it was not i don't even think it's on netflix but it's free on youtube it's, yeah but it was a netflix YouTube. thing but it was on youtube it's a net, yeah. right it's a netflix thing but it was also it was on ig um it was also on instagram live too like instagram on, yeah, like a tv or something oh, okay oh that's yeah. dope that's dope but I was, I'll, I'll jump it off with Ant. i mean the thing that when you watch it um i think we're all familiar with dave Chappelle, and when we think of him I think we refer early to a career like you just realize that the guy's a brilliant comic, but you can see like later and later on in his life and the more his stand up goes, I wouldn't say that he's becoming more like political, but it's more the fact that he's saying things that need to be said, but he puts it in a way that makes it easily accessible to people like he'll drag you through this long story. But like when he gets to the point, like it just nails you like. I didn't think about it in that fashion. That just shows the genius of like who he is. And I think what 846 is that you don't, you're not really seeing a comic on stage. You're just kind of seeing a really intelligent, bright black man who's successful realizing like, I'm not immune to this. I'm angry. I'm furious. And I mean, it was less, it was less a comedy special, but more a sermon. Like it, he expressed things that you might not have been able to verbalize in your own way, but he just makes it so clear and concise. Like this is wrong. This is fucked up. This has happened here, but it, it's almost happened to me. The same guy who pulled me over with the same guy who ended up killing a man at Walmart a day later. Like I'm not immune to this. We aren't immune to this. We're angry. We're furious and we're reacting this way. Not because, you know, it's our time, something else like that, which is like this is built up frustration. We keep seeing this over and over again, and there's been no justice. And like I said, just the time, the, the name of the special makes you realize, like, you know, you basically tortured this guy for eight minutes. You you suffocated him to death, and there was nothing that anyone can do about it. And that helplessness and hopelessness just leads to anger and rage. And that's why you see these riots. That's why you see these things in the streets because people just get sick and tired of it. And seeing a guy as successful as him, as important as him, speaking out on something like this and saying it unflintingly like this shit has to stop. The young generation is doing their job. I don't need to speak out about this. This is a problem and we need to be aware of this. And like I said, even though I am rich, I am successful, I'm still angry. It doesn't make me immune to this, but I mean, for, for 27 minutes, that was a that was a really, really important time. I mean, I didn't expect to be up six o'clock in the morning seeing it. It just popped up. I'm like, all right, let me check this out. And I just like, I watched it and I, and I rewind it again. Like, Jesus Christ, he's speaking the truth. Yeah, man, I'll follow up with that. Um, 
Well, shit, man. Uh, this past uh, weekend, uh, Friday, I had uh, drove down to Alabama uh, from Jersey to surprise my cousin for his 30th birthday. Um, I got down there on uh, first birthday's on Saturday. Birthday's on the Saturday. I got down there uh, Friday and I was beat to shit, man. I, I kicked it with him for a second and they was like, "Yo, Joe, you dead tired? Go get some rest." So I went uh, went to hotel room, got some rest, woke up and I realized, "Oh shit, Dave Chappelle dropped a special." So uh, I, I laid there, put on the YouTube and shit, watched the shit, and uh, everything and said like. The shit was dope. Like we've seen Dave Chappelle really, uh, really mature through the years, and it seems like definitely after he took his hiatus and went to Africa and left the show, he came back on some uh, like next level shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna rehash everything that um that Anthony said, but um I appreciate Dave's passion when he gave it because uh you don't get that every day. You know what I'm saying? You don't get every day from someone as successful as him. You know what I'm saying? Someone that, you know, is as humorous as him. You know? Not like his raw as you got. The man was screaming. I felt him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it was just very powerful. And Dave knows how high level his shit is. You know what I'm saying? The best comics in the world say that he's the GOAT. You know what I'm saying? Except maybe like Eddie. I don't think Eddie going to get it up. But, but Rock, uh, Kevin Hart, a whole bunch of folks across the board. And... Dave seems real comfortable in the fact that I don't need to be jokey joke with y'all. I'm going to tell y'all stories and y'all going to laugh at the irony of it or how, how I say this, that, whatever. And um, that was just a real powerful um, thing. Dave gives you history. He gives you, he makes you think and he makes you listen and like he gives you the jokes when you need it. You know what I'm saying? You could have laughed and cried at parts of that shit. Um, yeah. And it was ill because as soon as I finished watching that uh, that special, it was late that Friday night. My cousin hit me. He's like, "Yo, you sleep?" And I was like, "Well, not yet. I just watched the Chappelle special." He was like, "Yo, go on live. Yo, they just killed a brother in Atlanta. That was Rashard Brooks and shit." So that was my like Friday night watching Chappelle, feeling like, "Damn, you know what I'm saying?" And then that shit was like, "Fuck," you know what I'm saying? Just right after that, I just kept like, yeah. like that. But how how you feel about it, Brian? Well, I mean. As usual, I was later to it than the rest of y'all. Um, I didn't watch it until about like Saturday morning or something like that. I didn't even know about it until Saturday morning. I think that's when I got it. Yeah, like Saturday morning. And um, Dave Chappelle gave us one of those moments, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'll let you know, like the way I got it, it was mm-hmm. people just started sending it to me and it was like floods. Like, you know what I mean? Like I said, I know it was on the Instagram story because got it there, then got it in text from with the YouTube link or whatever. And I was like, oh, cool. And then dude at my job, or was it Friday morning? I don't remember. Dude at my job was the first person to send it to me. This brother at my job, he just sent it on the message. It didn't even say anything, you know what I mean? And then and then I realized what it was after I, 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 um, I watched it and I started doing the same thing to people, you know what I'm saying? I was just sending it and not saying anything, you know what I mean? And that's kind of that's kind of how how it um that's kind of how it felt to me. It was something yeah. that mm-hmm. you probably felt like everybody needed to hear, and you didn't need to explain it. Yeah, like like mm-hmm. like when yeah, like when, when like Alex, you remember back in the days in hip hop, you know what I'm saying? When you used to pass that shit like with a drug deal, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like and mm-hmm. niggas wouldn't know, but they knew like ten, you know what I mean? Like that's how it felt. 
but it was deeper than that because it tugged on special emotions that that are just for us, you know. And that, that's yeah, all. I, I, yeah, I mean, I I, I want to talk about specific parts, two specific parts. Um, one, I think, and or I'm not sure if it was you, uh, Joe, that touched on it when uh, he was talking about people calling out celebrities. And I know, B, you spoke to it maybe two pods ago when you said the young people are telling us what type of world they want to live in. And that's basically what they said when he said, what are you calling my name for? These young people got it. Just because I'm silent doesn't mean I'm complicit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I thought that was poignant. And the second thing that I thought as a white person, and obviously I'm not white, but if you watch that and if you have any type of perspective or a mind that can actually think and wrap your head around things the christopher dorner story that he told and how he told it from beginning to end the tragic ending of it if you can't understand what that is then we you might as well just go stay on go in the backwoods and put a tinfoil on top of your head because you're not you 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 can't live in this world anymore because i thought what he how he explained that how he because i have completely forgotten about that but the line of parallel that he yeah, drew between the two, specifically with it being the police and specifically with it being black people, how he drew the line and how he set the story up. Because I'm sure a lot of people probably forgot about that story. Yeah. But how he drew the line and it was so pinpoint perfect with every single point he made. And then the ending of it, of how he talked about 400 cops, you know, surround this man because one of theirs was killed. And if you can't see that and understand what's going on right now, you need to just go into the backwoods and put a tinfoil on top of your head and just check out a life. Yeah. So but, if you ha- oh, go ahead, B. Oh no, I, I I just I wanted you to complete that thought. I didn't want to step on that, but no, I no, thought, yeah, yeah. Back to your back to your original point, man. It does deserve reiterating, man. These kids are showing us something, and right. they're telling us something, and it's like, yo, get on the bus and and um. You know, just just get in, get in for the ride. I mean, obviously we have a role still. Mm-hmm. We are the voting public. Mm-hmm. Um, we do need to curate these the kids and and you know, dare I say, some of us still still need to be out there. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, these kids, man, they're 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 telling it. Their 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 vision of the world, the world that they live in, is completely different than even the thought process of the idea of the type of world that I would have even imagined happening when I was younger. Right. Like I always tell my daughter, you know, gay people did not really even exist to me. Like we knew <clears> they were all. there, but it was right. just like, you know what I'm saying? It just wasn't like they didn't really exist. There was something to say, but it wasn't like a real thing. You know what I mean? And, you know, racism was just part of our lives. You know what I mean? Like and Joe, we from Jersey, like racial profiling was legal mm-hmm. when I got my license. You know what I mean? Like it, if I was driving a car, there it's legal. They just see me, pull me over. It is what mm-hmm. it is. You know what I mean? And the world that they're saying enough with this shit, and they're spreading hip hop everywhere. You know, like there's no, there's no like, there's no color lines with or or, or sexuality lines with music or any of that. Like they just share everything. It's all open source. It, their lives look like the internet where everything is accessible. You know what I mean? And it's just, that's what the world is kind of becoming to. You just seen, and, and you're seeing people adapt to it. You just saw the Supreme Court decision um, for the LGBTQ uh, community. You know what I mean? 
as far as hiring practices. Like, I mean, it, the world is changing and those people who are having a hard time dealing with it, like, mm-hmm. they're, they're going to act out. You know what I mean? And so, like, listen, brothers and sisters, man, I'm, I'm telling you this right now. Like, if you be a little bit scared or cautious, you know what I mean? Um, they're angry because they're watching the world change. And just like I said, I would have never imagined it. They would have never imagined it either. And they actually are losing power in this fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, um, B, real quick. Um, did you find it odd? Because you mentioned the LGBT ruling that went down the Supreme Court. Did you find it odd under the Trump administration? Um, oh, it's, it's not the Trump administration that, that it's okay. Supreme Court. Um, mm-hmm. but it was, but it was, it was odd because it was Trump's pick for the that, Supreme yeah, that's Court. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm that's trying to say. Over. Yeah, that's what I'm really yeah. trying to say. Yeah. No, no, but here's the thing. That's why conservatives always lose. Like the Gorsuch guy. I mean, the second guy, the guy that that um was accused of uh, raping those women and etc. Like he held firm with the conservatives or whatever, but the conservatives and Republicans always lose because they think that these judges are going to go in there and be politicians. And Gorsuch is going to go in there and be a politician. But the other, but the rest of them, they're appointed there to be judges and make judge decisions. You know what I mean? And they may be a conservative, so it'll be a conservative decision, but it'll be a conservative legal decision. And conservative is is different than being a Republican. It's not toting a party line or, 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 or politics or anything like that. It's literally the law. And so I did not find it odd to have a 7-3 uh, decision saying that these people cannot be discriminated against. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Okay. So I just I, I did I found that interesting. I was like, damn, I meant to ask you about that. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. But um, just to close that out real quick, if you haven't, I can't believe you haven't. If you haven't, but watch it, watch it three times. I watched it three times within a minute in the morning when Ann sent it. Watch it a few times because I just think it's poignant. And he said a lot of important things that are even worth people that may not be informed informing themselves about the Chris uh, Dorden situation and looking into it and then drawing that line of hell. I think that's I think that's very important as a as a as a part of this discussion. Um, last week we we spoke a lot about what was happening with the riots and everything, and then one of the things that came out of that was defunding the police. And I, I hold myself responsible for not bringing it up while we were talking about it, but I definitely wanted to hold on to it and talk about it this week to really give some context around it because people have been. I'm gonna go to you B first on this, but people have just simply been saying uh... defunding. Defunding the police is it's going to be the wild, wild west out here and there will be no police and we just simply going to be running amok and policing ourselves, which is not the case. That's just a broad aspect yeah. to, to really understand what defunding the police means. Is it worth a conversation? I don't well, mean, I mean, no, no, well, not I a mean, conversation. Because basically, like, the, I mean, like, defunding the police is basically... Like instead of like just throwing all this money to the police, using other ways like community outreach and shit like that, 
and pretty much like budgeting, like doing maybe an audit on the police, see how the shit's running, stop giving them all this extra money and shit, and that's that. Like well, the fund well, of the police. Okay, shit, okay like, but it needs. But yeah, Joe, it need, again, that's why I said it, we it need, need to put it, it in context. context. Yeah. And um, I understand what, you, what you're saying. What you just said was basically what the uh, Obama administration, they put a, a committee together and th- that's what they, they came up with. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, like that. But it does deserve kind of a conversation just to, to put it in context because the police, like they had shit like tanks and um, and they have all this SWAT gear. And that's what Obama said. They said, well, you're, you're not allowed to buy all this military shit anymore. You know what I mean? Like he, he kind of pulled back on that. But then they all this funding was going into the, their SWAT teams and et cetera. And they actually had to end up using those teams because they just can't let them sit there. You know what I mean? And they were using them for regular police work. And so the police became like one of those. It became like a military outfit in a lot of ways in a lot of places. So that's one level of defunding the police. And then the other level of defunding the police is obviously what Joe was saying. You know, like checking out, um, checking out where those funds go and kind of reorganizing and resetting it. And it it happened in Camden. I know, I, you know, that, that's what I thought Joe was going to talk about. Like Camden actually did take a step back as far as police work is, is concerned and like fired all their police officers and started again. You know, I mean, like it it has worked. And what it what that did is it brought down crime like what, 27 percent or something like that. Like it was something crazy. Yeah. yeah, like I thought, like I was just saying, I just thought it just deserved a, a, a not necessarily a full conversation, but some context around it, because I've even heard some of my friends on text or in a group text saying, oh, I don't think that's right. How we need the police. And I've seen and I'm sure you guys have seen people just spewing, you know, oh, we need the police and da 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 da. But I haven't the correct. Well, oh. Well, I have. I've just been my 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 algorithm probably different than yours. Yeah. But you know, I just see people just really thinking it's gonna be the Wild Wild West without having any context to understanding what defunding the police well, what defunding the police means specifically and what was being said about why they should do it and things like that. So I, and it didn't deserve a lot of time, but I thought it was something that just to put some context around it, like I think we did. Um this coming Friday. And it's been a big topic. We've seen it become, I think it's even just became a state holiday in New York. Andrew Cuomo, I believe he said it today, if I'm not mistaken. Juneteenth, which is this Friday, uh, which is the day that the slaves were actually freed. And I'm not sure what the what was signed on that day. I'll admit my ignorance on that part. Um, but it's become, it's become um, a hot topic in a sense. I hate that word, but it has become a hot topic with a lot of companies using it now, uh, now implementing it now as a national holiday for these specific companies. It's not a national holiday, but a lot of companies are now observing it, I should say, in that sense. And you see a lot of states, like I said, New York. I'm not sure. Maybe there were some others, but I know New York was the big one. They announced it yesterday or today. But I really want to talk about it because a lot of all of us have really heard of it. Like it's similar. Not want to say similar, but it's like Kwanzaa. Mm-hmm. Like we've heard of it. It's probably been mentioned, but we don't know exactly what it is. So I wanted to take some time, especially being that Friday is going to be Juneteenth in the midst of everything that's going on. Just really just say what it is and why we should acknowledge it. Us as black people specifically should acknowledge it. I don't know who wants to jump off first on that one. I mean, I I can. Um, Listen, man, when when the Emancipation Proclamation was signed, there were a lot of people, a lot of. Uh, enslaved black people who did not know that slavery was over. And so Juneteenth 
is uh, commemorates that that day on June 19th in um, Texas where they found out. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the big day for us because, like I said, you know, like it wasn't nobody really. You know, we didn't have the internet. Well, they didn't have the internet. You know what I mean? And shit just wasn't spreading like that. So they found out. It it was always a African American holiday. It just wasn't one that we probably could, took as serious as we we maybe should have. I think. I mean, this is where where Trump Trump probably never really wants to make this argument, but this is part of the argument that he could have for he did more for black people than um, any other president. <laughs> what he did is he's rallying <laughs> us against uh, against the bullshit that these races do. Like, number one, like he, Juneteenth might not have been a thing if he wasn't an asshole enough to try to have it on um had have a rally on Juneteenth in the place where where they destroyed the Black Wall Street. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of shit that's uh, that Trump does that's just rallying the troops and, and and kind of consolidating black people around each other where we might not have been there, where we might have been more complicit under an Obama administration, where we might have been more complicit even under a Clinton administration, where we weren't even that that uh, um, completely uh, um, in tune under the Bush administration. You know what I mean? Like the second Bush, maybe the first Bush during the crack epidemic. But a lot of us were just going to jail and it, it was the breakup of the black family. And we were we were actually going through trauma at that point in time. So we didn't mm-hmm. really have that same type of voice or power. So like right now, like right at this time, he picked the perfect time to to have we we had the perfect asshole at the perfect time. And so maybe that's the argument that, yeah, he, he really did do a lot for the black community. Or, Okay, so definitely, if you're not fully aware of what well, Juneteenth is, oh, okay, Aunt? no, I mean, oh, okay, I, I mean, I've celebrated it in the past with a, a few of my friends that are Afrocentric, and it's been explained to me, and it's an understanding that the, the significance of that date is, as Brian said, is a date that we all kind of finally realize that we're all free, even though it's it, it was two years later after the proclamation was signed. But as he said, it, there was no internet. It wasn't like, you know, slaves had mailboxes and stuff like that. It was basically word of mouth. And then government officials had to travel from place to place to let people know that basically these slaves have been emancipated. They are free. They can kind of go on, going about and so on and so forth. Now, I think that it is important that people recognize it, but I, I want them to take the seriousness into account. I don't want, if this becomes a holiday, I don't want people to just see it as this is just another another day off. Like recognize the significance of it, the importance of what we're doing, of, of the reason why you have this holiday is because, like I said, black people finally everywhere gain their independence and they gain their freedom. And like I said, it's a, a marking point in this nation's history, but it also makes you realize, like, again, it took them two years to get to this point. And even after they were free. And even that they did sign the 13th Amendment, there are some legal maneuvering in there that, you know, basically kept slavery alive. Like I said, keeping it like basically that was the birth of the prison industrial complex, things of that yeah. nature. Like yeah. I said, it goes deeper than just that date. Like, yeah, we were free, but they, they, they put this little poison pill inside. But like, you know, you guys are free, but now we're, we're resting for dumb shit like vagrancy and public drunkenness and now you're back to being slaves inside of a prison and that started and that still continues to this day it's not uh 
a realization that things have changed. It's a realization that this is the point and we have gone far, but there's so much further that we need to go. And that if you're going to take this time, you're going to take this day. Like I said, it's, it's in June. You should probably enjoy yourself. But recognize that this time that you're having with your family, that you're enjoying on the beach, that you're having with friends and family, that was put and bred upon our backs. It wasn't anything else. It was because of all the hard work and sweat and tears and lives we sacrificed to get to this point, to get to our freedom, that you can enjoy this. And, and you should be able to. But don't ever forget what pain that it took for us to get to that point and where it came from. And I think that's the most important thing about Juneteenth. It's not just a day. It's, it's important to us because we realize all of our people are finally here. All of us are free. But in a way, we're still in bondage. Like I say, you got to take it a little bit deeper than just having a day off. It matters to us. It should matter to the nation. And it should be a national holiday. Word. From the mouth of Anthony Austin. <laughs> I got, I got, I got, I got loyalty. Got royalty inside my DNA. Anyway, today Kendrick Lamar birthday. Just let y'all know. Shout to K dot. Shout to K dot. Just before we wrap up, just a quick mention. I don't really know. I haven't been following it. I saw the flat earther in the NBA come out, and I don't know. He's saying a bunch of things. I don't know what he's really saying specifically because he said he said something like a bunch of different things this whole week. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I don't know, Joe or B, because I, I just was kind of skimming it. I don't know what exactly he's trying to say or trying to I'll do. I'll be real with you. I don't, um, listen, man, I, I kind of just skimmed it the same way. Okay. I think it's always going to be hard to keep take Kyrie serious because he did the, he said that flat earth shit. Um, so that, I mean, that's going to always be his little, little issue. <laughs> um, but I mean, some, whatever he's saying, it might be real smart. I know that, uh, that Adam Silver is is saying you don't got to play this year. He's not forcing anybody to play this year. You know what I mean? Right, and, they can sign a waiver and all that. Yeah, play. you know what I mean? So it's, I mean, it is, it's completely up to them, but if they want that paper, I, I don't know, niggas are snitching on Kyrie though too, because Kyrie's out in, in the text, and I'm sure he's being militant, and um, or if, and he was like, um, uh, we could start our own league, you know what I mean? Like he was saying things like that, and, and you know, Kyrie has a lot of energy, and he probably doesn't know where to put it, um, you know, the, the, the events have been very drastic and Ty, Kyrie has always been a basketball player and a, and, and a star basketball player. And so um, him right now trying to formulate his views and use his platform, you know, it's you know, we're, we're watching it and him grow up um, right in front of us. And, you know, at some point in time, I'm sure he'll get a team together and, and formulate stronger and, and better and more powerful views. I always said that's about Colin Kaepernick. If you listen to him early on, it was not great. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I, I, I think he'll get there. I'm not, I don't, I'm not willing to, to diss him. I mean, obviously, we want to laugh at him because, you know, he is a flat earther and he has said some stupid shit before and he may be saying some stupid shit now. But, like, his messaging and his direction of where he wants to go, like, I'm with it. Yeah, I mean, I saw some, like, conflicting, like, reports on whether Kyrie was talking about starting this new league and, boycotting the rest of the season, all this different shit. So I'm not sure exactly what's what, but uh, I appreciate the fact that the brother's thinking, you know what I'm saying? And like Brian said, Colin Kaepernick was like a fucking idiot, you know, before he uh, got better and better. And I don't know exactly Brian where he is now. Brian he was a fucking idiot. Well, I mean, he, 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 wasn't, he, wasn't, he wasn't far from being fully actualized. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Day, but yeah. 
He yeah, went in, he, he went and educated himself, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Folks, folks, you know, helped him get there and he took it and he's a lot better for it. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, Kyrie, I appreciate it, brother, that, you know, thinks exactly what he thinks and how he thinks. You know, over time, he'll get better and better and be able to, you know, be his best. But he's a smart dude, man. I fuck with Kyrie. Fuck that flat earth shit. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. But as far as his legal NBA shit, I don't want to think about their fucking training camp shit. I don't want to think about none of that. I just want to see a day when they're going to start playing like some real games and shit. And I want to just watch that shit and be taken away from, you know, the everyday a little bit like sports is supposed to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, before we close out, I do want to say, oh, and you had something? Yeah, I mean, because you're mentioning the thing with Kyrie and Kaepernick, and that Kyrie makes a makes a point in a statement. And the only thing I'm kind of disappointed about with Kyrie is that, I mean, I feel I feel that he could have thought it through a little bit more. And I mean, I don't know what excuse you can possibly give him, because like I said, he saw what Cap went through, and he saw how. In the beginning, the message was kind of sort of vague and not necessarily clear. I mean, the police brutality thing was pretty much straightforward. But him pretty much trying to get his point across even further than that. Like, I mean, I feel Kyrie should have been a little bit more prepared. And I I get what he's saying, but I disagree with his stance about not playing. I can see if you're not playing because of the coronavirus. I understand that. That's a legitimate health concern. You're worried about yourself, your family. Get that. But you're an athlete. You play. As a matter of fact, you're an extremely popular athlete. So you yeah, not, that's how you get your platform. Right. Like I yeah. said, you you playing or you basically just being there and cameras in front of you, it makes you very visible. It's better for you to actually be out there to constantly, even like he's hurting and maybe he won't play. Mm-hmm. But to constantly get your point across, keep bringing these things up just, just to be in the well, guess what? Guess what? I remember a lot of niggas saying when Cap was kneeling and shit, yo, what if all the brothers in the league was like, fuck it, we ain't playing next week or the week after that or the week after that. So, yeah, there's a lot to be said for being out there playing. So pre-game conference, you can say, yo, Black Lives Matter. Post-game, you can say Black Lives Matter. After game on Twitter, you can say Black Lives Matter. But, you know, I'm not going to fault Kyrie for having – the, the the opposite uh, feeling, which was a real popular opinion when they wanted all the niggas to boycott the well, NFL. Okay, I mean, it's but, a different type of league, and niggas got a different type of voice in the NBA. But I'm yeah. not I'm not gonna say Kyrie is like fucked up for having that view. Well, it's it, it's a different type of a league. Everything you just said, different type of league, mm-hmm. different type of voice, and a different type of time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the they need to be out there right now. They need to be. If if Kyrie actually feels like he he wants to promote these type of ideas and thoughts, which he clearly wants to do, then he needs to be out there. I mean, that's that's just what it is. I mean, the opposite wouldn't be true. You know what I mean? Like if like in the in the NFL, everything you just said, like they you know they're behind the they're behind the uh, the helmet. So there, yeah. you know, it would be to get something to happen, like to to make sure that we can kneel and and to make sure the NFL can change their direction and all the rest of this type of shit like that. That's not the case in in the NBA. The NBA, they're trying to change the world. He's trying to change the world with his voice. LeBron James trying to change the world with his voice. You know, it's a little bit different. Right. 
um, you just mentioned real quick talking about the NFL. Um, just, I just stop announcing you're going to kneel. If you're going to do it, just do it. Stop making an announcement. We're not even in training camp. Who knows if oh, you're yeah. even going to play or whatever. Just do what you're going to do. There's no need to announce it. Um, before we close out, just a few birthdays. Oh, you know what? One Again, George Floyd's daughter, I saw that Barbara Streisand. I just thought it was dope that Barbara Streisand gifted her Disney stock. Um, they didn't dis well, she didn't disclose how much she got, but she she was gifted a bunch of Disney stocks. So I thought that was uh dope, you know, instead of cash or anything like that. I thought the stock was a dope move. Um, but happy birthday to Bill Cobbs. Uh, a lot of people know him from um the bodyguard. She was like he was like Whitney's trusted person or whatever. Venus Williams turned 40, Eddie Levert or the OJ 78, Ice Cube turned 51 this week. And somebody that Joe says we gotta keep uh, protecting. Along, uh, um, protected Marla Gibbs turned 89. You know, famous Marla Gibbs, the maiden, the Jeffersons, and also 227. Uh, other than that, I don't have anything else. I think we can really just close. Two o'clock, nigga. Gonna... Oh, yeah. Happy, happy birthday to that guy. Yeah. Two o'clock, <laughs> Chicago. I mean, one of the greatest actors that ever existed in, in the <laughs> yeah. history. I was, of this the is world. the part I was trying to. <laughs> I did see that. I was like, ah, it was a few days ago. I'm gonna kind of slide past it. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, but no, happy birthday to happy good, birthday to Pop. Happy birthday to Shakur. Um, <laughs> um, as always, if you want to get at us, you can get at us on IG at Better Than You Pod. Um, you know what? Oh, I never mentioned it before, but I do want to start mentioning. Yo, drop if you listening to this podcast, get into get into the um reviews. Drop a review. Tell us we suck. Tell us, you know, whatever you feel like telling us. Tell yeah. us something that uh, ask a question because we are informative here. We are here to be informative to you as yeah. well. You know what I'm saying? If Scotty Pippy want to get in the comments line or Richie want to get in the con in the, in the review, yeah, but fuck Nick Cannon. Is- <laughs> he better never get in. The oh, comments. Nick Cannon. <laughs> Nick, I that stupid thing on his head, yo. He been stupid <laughs> everything ever since he put that thing on his head. Make sure y'all vote, man. Don't never listen to that man. I forgot to get that fuck thing Nick off Cannon. his head, man. I forgot yeah, his man. fuck Nick Cannon. Scene. Snatch his koofy off, B. <laughs> As always, we want all the praise. We want all the smoke. Until next week, peace. One. <laughs> Classic Joe is back this week. That's why I fucked your bitch.